Hello, welcome back to Dad's Bedtime Stories for Kids. Tonight we're going to do an episode called The Block Planet. This one was suggested by a listener named Michael, who suggested a planet about Lego, where anyone who lands on the planet uh, also becomes made of Lego. Now, I'm not an expert in copyright law, but I figured I should probably stay away from Lego being the main part of the story. However, there's lots of different toys with interconnected blocks and that sort of thing, so we're just going to be about a, uh, well, an interconnected block planet instead. Don't forget, if you like the episode, rate us and review us on whatever app you're listening on. It goes a long way to other people finding the podcast. And if you're at all able to, a donation to my Patreon goes a long way in keeping the podcast up and running. But enough about all that stuff. It's time to close your eyes, get as comfy as you can in your bed, and imagine yourself doing what the kid in the story does. Imagine yourself waking up on spaceship. You get up and look out the window. All you can see are little streaks of stars speeding by. You must be traveling at super hyperdrive right now. You walk out of the bedroom on the spaceship and enter into a huge living room area. There's a couch, a TV, and all sorts of stuff you might want to play with. Over to the side, there's a little kitchen area. You decide to head over there for breakfast. You sit down at the table, and strangely, the table opens up and a plate of your favorite kind of breakfast food rises up from inside it. You eat the food and say good morning to Spaceship, your faithful companion. Good morning, Spaceship. Good morning, Spaceship says back. What would you like to do today? I don't know, I thought we'd just check out some planets in the area. What do you have in mind? You ask. There are several interesting planets in the area. The most interesting is a planet that seems to be made of plastic interconnecting blocks. Uh, a, a planet? Like a Lego planet? You ask. Not specifically Lego, Spaceship says. However, it does seem to function in a similar interconnecting pattern. Interesting. Well, let's head there, you suggest. Spaceship veers off course, heading, well, down relative to the direction you are traveling right now. You continue to fly through the hyperspace wormhole for a little while until suddenly popping out the other end. All of the stars that were streaking through the sky become, well, little dots in the distance instead of streaks. And in front of you is a planet, but this planet doesn't look like every other planet. It looks kind of blocky, almost as if it was made of blocks, which is what it was made of, so that kind of makes sense. Weird, you say. Spaceship, can you bring us closer to the planet? I want to check this out. Understood. Entering orbit now. Spaceship enters orbit around the block planet. As you fly quickly around the surface of the planet, you use Spaceship's special telescopic camera to have a look down at the surface. 
You walk up to the control panel, you press the button for the camera, and a little joystick pops out of the console. As you move the joystick around, the camera itself moves around as well. There's two little buttons on the joystick. When you press one of them, it zooms in, and the other one makes it zoom out. You aim the camera down at the planet, and you begin to zoom in further and further and further until you can see the surface of the planet. Sure enough, the entire thing is made out of little plastic connecting blocks. You see houses made of plastic blocks, and cars driving around that also seem to be constructed out of plastic blocks, and even people that seem to be made out of plastic. What? Why are the people plastic too, you ask? That is uncertain, Spaceship answers. The world seems to be protected by some sort of layer that I cannot identify within the atmosphere. Huh. I wonder what it is. Well, there's only one way to find out. Let's head down there. You grab the steering wheel of the spaceship, you press forward on the throttle, and you point down towards the surface. You begin to cut through the atmosphere, but then you hit some sort of other special layer. As you pass through this layer of the atmosphere, the spaceship begins to change around you. Each part of it that touches this layer of the atmosphere transforms from a sleek metallic spaceship into plastic blocks. Slowly, the layer of atmosphere reaches your body, and as you look down at your arms and legs, you have little horseshoe-shaped plastic hands, plastic arms that no longer have elbows for some reason, and plastic legs as well. You've been transformed into some sort of plastic block man, or block person, I should say. All of the controls on the spaceship have been replaced by little plastic pieces. You reach down, pull them up, and sure enough, they pop right off the console. Eh, forgetting where you put the piece you just took off, you look back down at the console, find an area that looks kind of open, and press it back on. That should do, you think. And that's when the alarm goes off. Alert, alert. Spaceship misconfigured. Alert, alert. Control systems have been tampered with. Oh no. Did I put something back in the wrong place, spaceship? You ask. It seems you have. My systems have been disconnected. Crash is imminent. Uh, can't you just take over and fly the ship yourself or something? You ask spaceship. The controls are unresponsive. Crash is imminent. Brace yourself for impact. You watch as the ship, which now seems to be made of plastic bricks, hurdles towards the ground. You pull up on the steering wheel as hard as you can, and you're able to level the ship out a little bit, like a glider that's 
going towards the ground at amazing speed. Soon, you see an open field. You aim for the open field, you pull back on the steering wheel, and the ship crashes to the ground. The landing gear from the ship flies off into pieces, and as you smash into the ground, little pieces of the ship begin to break off and fly off of it. Oh no, you're heading straight for some sort of farmhouse or something like that? You begin pressing your feet down on the brakes, but it really doesn't do anything since the landing gear snapped off. You turn the wheel to the side and the ship begins to slide sideways, but it's too late. You smash into the little house. Bricks of plastic go flying in every direction and the spaceship comes to a halt. Oh no. You look around you and the ship is broken into hundreds of pieces. You crawl out a hole that now exists in the roof of the spaceship and look around you. You seem to have crashed into a house. The wall at the side of the house is broken down and the roof seems to be collapsing as well. And then you notice a uh, person standing there. A plastic block person who seems to have been woken up from bed. They pull the covers up towards their chin. They look at you, they look at the spaceship, and then they begin to scream. No, 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 it's okay. I'm sorry, I'm just a person from another planet, and when my ship turned into uh, blocks, I didn't know what to do, and then it crashed, and I'm sorry, I'll help you rebuild your house. After uh, quite a while of screaming, the person eventually calms down. They invite you down to the kitchen, which is still partially intact, though a spaceship is kind of shoved through the wall beside it, and they bring you a little cup of tea. You take the cup graciously and look inside. Instead of being filled with what you would think of as liquid, you see that the cup is actually filled with, uh, well, thousands and thousands of little tiny blocks. You slowly put it up to your mouth and take a drink. Other than the fact that it uh, tastes like blocks and not, well, liquid, it actually tastes pretty good. You continue to drink the cup while you talk to the person in the uh, farmhouse that you've broken down. So what did you say your name is? The person asks you. You introduce yourself and ask the person what their name is. My name's Cletus, and this here's my farm. I never had no spaceships crash into the side of it before. I'm not sure I so much like the idea. Uh, sorry about that, you say to Cletus. I'll help you rebuild it. And hopefully we can rebuild the spaceship as well. Well, I never built me a spaceship before, Cletus says. But I reckon we can do a little bit of work on it. You and Cletus get to work after breakfast. First, you try to push the spaceship out of the way, but it doesn't really work. It's too heavy for the two of you alone. I got an idea, Cletus says. He runs out to a barn, opens up the doors, and you hear something start up. Soon, you see a little orange tractor pull out of the barn. 
Cletus pulls up beside the spaceship and throws you a couple chains. Chains made of interlinking plastic rings. Uh, okay. You take the chains and hook them on to different parts of the broken spaceship. Uh, you're all hooked up, Cletus. Uh, give it a try. Cletus presses down on the gas of the tractor. It roars to life, and it slowly begins to pull the spaceship out of the house. You did it, Cletus. That's amazing. I know this here little orange tractor can do a lot of good work, Cletus says. You unhook the ropes, and Cletus puts the tractor back in the barn. Then, the two of you walk up to the house that's been completely destroyed. Well, I reckon it's time we got to work here. Now just take a brick that looks like you know where it goes and puts it in that place there now. Cletus orders. Okay. You begin looking around and picking up little pieces of the house. You visualize what the house could look like in your head. And soon, brick by brick, you're building it back up. Quicker than you could even imagine building. You grab different bricks, put them back in place, building up the floors, then the walls and the windows, then even the decorations and the bushes. Before long, you and Cletus have put the entire house back together, something that would take, well, days if not months to do to a real house back on Earth. Well, now that we got that there done, why don't we work on that there spaceship? Cletus suggests. Uh, good idea. You run around the yard trying to find pieces of the broken spaceship. Uh, spaceship, are you still okay? Yes, spaceship says. My AI core seems to still be intact. However, my other parts seem to be very broken. Uh, can you put yourself back together like you normally do? You ask. Self-repair does not seem to function on this planet. We will have to do it manually. Oh, fine. You continue to look around, finding different broken pieces of the spaceship. Little tires here and there. Walls to the ship, windscreens, all sorts of different little pieces. And piece by piece, you and Cletus begin to put the ship back together. Not exactly how it looked before, but at least a, well, a facsimile. When you're done putting all the pieces you've found back together, you look out at the ship, and you realize that it's missing quite, quite a few pieces. Uh, spaceship, can we fly like this? You ask. Yes, we should be able to fly. However, without a proper hull, the spaceship is likely to explode upon exiting the atmosphere, spaceship explains. Oh, okay, well, I guess we better go see if we can find replacement parts. Uh, Cletus, do you know any junkyards or cities or anything nearby, you ask? Well, yes, Cletus says. I reckon there's a city not too far from here. Block City, they calls it. And at the center of Block City, I reckon there's an old junkyard there with all sorts of bits and pieces of old cars and things like that, Cletus explains. Perfect. Now we just have to get to Block City. 
Oh, at least my spacesuit's not broken, you say, looking down at your little plastic wrist and seeing that there's still a little plastic ring that looks like a watch on it. You press the button on your watch, expecting your spacesuit to fold out around your body, but instead, little pieces of the spacesuit shoot out onto the ground in front of you. A helmet, a chest piece, a little blaster pack of some sort, and even some kind of metal pants. Okay? One by one, you begin to put them on. First, the metal breastplate, then the little jetpack thingy, and the helmet, and the metal pants. When you're done, it seems to function just like it always has. It just looks different. Blockier, you might say. You think about flying in the air, and you slowly lift up off the ground. All right, Cletus. I'll see you soon. If you can protect my ship for the time being, that would be awesome, you say. Oh, don't you worry about your old ship here. Good old Cletus will take care of it. You go back and get those parts that you need. Good luck, sir, Cletus says. You think about flying and you float up into the sky. You fly straight towards the city that you see nearby. But uh, on the way, you hear a strange sound. What is that, you wonder? You hear the sound again. Some sort of roaring, almost like a dinosaur or a dragon or a... Oh no. That's when you see it. Two giant flying plastic dragons are soaring through the sky and they seem to have their eyes set on you. One flies down on your right, and one flies down on your left. The one on the right closes its eyes a little bit, sucks in a deep breath of air, and then begins to shoot a huge plume of, well, a huge plume of orange plastic pieces that kind of resemble fire. You dodge the best you can, but one of them hits your arm, it burns immediately. Oh no, even though they look like plastic, there's still fire of some kind, you realize. You begin to try to dodge the dragon attacks. They shoot fire at you again, and you loop up backwards, landing behind them. And that's when you come up with an idea. You see that the dragons seem to have saddles on them, perfectly ready to be ridden. You fly up behind one of the dragons and land on its back, grabbing its reins. As soon as you grab the reins, the dragon seems to go in the direction that you pull it, although it doesn't seem very happy about it. You pull the dragon around to the right until you're directly facing the other dragon. The other dragon takes in a huge breath and lets out a huge plume of fire plastic pieces that shoot directly at you. Just when they're about to hit you, you jump off the other dragon flying high up in the air. You watch as the little pieces of plastic hit the dragon, breaking off one of its plastic wings and allowing it to spiral down to the ground. All right, one dragon's taken care of. Now there's just this other one. I wonder if this spacesuit still has some other things built into it. Eh, uh, spacesuit. Freeze Ray, you say, 
and sure enough, out of your backpack, a little laser-looking thing pops out and attaches itself to your wrist. Still flying as quickly as you can, you turn around facing the dragon, you hit the blue button on the laser, and a huge plume of blue ice chunk plastic thingies shoot out of the laser beam. They hit the dragon head on, and you watch as little blocks of ice begin to appear around the dragon until it's entirely encased in ice. At that point, it falls to the ground quite quickly. With the dragons taken care of, you continue your flight back towards the city. You fly low below the clouds and you look at the amazing scenery. Plastic block trees, plastic block ground, and even rivers that are flowing with little tiny plastic blocks. As you arrive in the city, you see directly in the center of it is a huge junkyard full of all different bits and pieces of broken plastic cars and houses and all sorts of things. You land in the center of the junkyard and you begin looking around. Uh, spaceship, can you send me a list of all the parts you need? You ask. Extrapolating. List. Now. Spaceship says inside your helmet. Soon, a picture appears on the screen of your helmet, showing you all the different block pieces you might need. Alright, uh, scan the area for those pieces, you say. You lift up your wrist and it shoots out a little yellow beam of light that scans the entire junkyard area. Bricks located. Highlighting area now, Spaceship says. Your helmet lights up in a few different areas, highlighting the different blocks that you could use to put the ship back together. One by one, you search through the area and grab the individual little blocks. And then you hear barking. Oh no, it must be the junkyard dogs. I better get out of here quickly. You produce a little net from your spacesuit and you place all of the blocks inside the net. You wrap it up, grab onto it with both hands, and you think about flying. Slowly you shoot up into the air, but uh, only feet off the ground. The blocks are too heavy. You hold on to them as tightly as you can, but it's going to be a little harder to fly them back than you thought. You fly back through the Lego city, winding left and right, trying to hover high enough off the ground that the bag of blocks doesn't smash into cars and that sort of thing. All of the little block people look at you as you fly through the area. But sure enough, you make it through, then you fly back over open fields and past trees and rivers until you arrive back at Cletus's farm. You land beside the spaceship, and Cletus is still there, drinking a cup of tea, talking with the ship. Well then, I see you got all the blocks we need. Time to put this thing back together, Cletus says. You and Cletus begin taking blocks piece by piece and shoving them back onto the spaceship, exactly where they're supposed to go. Soon, you're onto the very last one. You pick it up. You place it directly in the center of the ship, right at the top. It clicks perfectly into place, and Spaceship powers up once again. 
Power has been restored, Spaceship says. Perfect. Well, Cletus, it was nice meeting you, but uh, I better get off to other adventures right now. Hopefully I'll see you again soon. Well, that would be lovely, Cletus replies. Actually, Spaceship, can we leave a portal here? Yes, creating portal now. Suddenly, a whole bunch of little blocky robots fly out the back of the ship, each one carrying a little piece of Lego. Bit by bit, they begin to construct a huge circular portal, a portal that will allow you to return to the block planet whenever you want. A spaceship, if you could do that, why couldn't you just do that to repair yourself, you ask. My systems were not functioning. I could not order the robots to print new blocks, Spaceship explains. Oh, okay, you say. The back hatch of the ship opens up, except it's a long plastic hatch that has little circular nodules on it of some kind. You walk back up the hatch into the ship and it closes behind you. You sit down in the little plastic seat at the command center, and you see that there's all sorts of little plastic levers all over the place and a little plastic steering wheel. You pull back on one of the levers and the ship lifts up off the ground. Then you pull back on the steering wheel and press forward on the throttle, and the spaceship flies up through the clouds and soon passes through the little layer of atmosphere that turned you into a plastic thing in the first place. As you pass through, you watch as the little blocks turn back to smooth metallic features. Soon your body passes through the layer as well, and your plastic arms and hands transform back into normal human arms and human hands. Amazing, you say to Spaceship. I never thought a world like that would exist. Well, in an infinite universe, there are infinite possibilities. Somewhere, there is likely a planet made entirely of mattresses, Spaceship says. Okay, uh, well that's a thought. Anyways, let's head home, Spaceship, or maybe to another planet. I'm pretty tired after that whole ordeal. Understood, Spaceship says. The ship jumps to super hyperdrive once again, and you, feeling very tired, head for the bedroom of the spaceship. You open up the door, walk inside, and crash down on your bed immediately. You pull the covers up over top of yourself, and spaceship dims the lights. Your eyelids are feeling very heavy, so you let them close, and you begin to just focus on your breath. And with each breath, you let yourself sink down deeper and deeper into the mattress. And with each breath, you begin drifting further and further off to sleep. Good night, everyone. <laughs>